listeners, and welcome to Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. Um, my name is Kindred, and I am here with Riley. Hi. Um, before, you guys have probably listened to multiple episodes at this point. <laughs> Thanks for maybe. sticking with us if you have. Or maybe this is your first episode. But to get if started... If so, why did you choose this one? So, why? Um, but when we, when we get started, Riley, um, when we do the... We, we count... One of us says one, the other one says two. That way we can line up our audio. Mm-hmm. I know, this is really boring. But every time we do this, I for, I worry that I'm going to forget how to count. <laughs> and it's really, like, I'll say one, and then Riley says two, and then I want to say two. And it's <laughs> and then we just keep saying two. <laughs> one, two, 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 two. two. That mean, reminds me of, I always had this really irrational fear that I would accidentally say the F word during a prayer in church. <laughs> I was like, what if it just happens? What if it just comes out? And then everyone will know I'm not a good person. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, oh, I love that. That's but good. It, it never happened. So. Right. Then, no. then I just left the church, so I wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> just, it anymore. That's, then it just Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's why I left the uh, church. Because <laughs> of the fear of saying fuck in the middle of a middle of a prayer yes. That's... also by the church i mean the mormon church i just assume oh, yeah. everyone already knows everything about i think me. yeah no oh. and i just i think it's oh just my god. oh my god <laughs> guys oh my god it's, it's it's a little early to start doing this doggies we're watching my sister-in-law's dog oh. and i hate him and i'm sorry if you ever listen to this sister-in-law but i hate your dog and now all the dogs are barking oh you can't see me right now, but I'm rubbing my temples. I, like, I, just I believe can't that because there's. Oh my god! I don't want to just have no to like, start fix. yelling. Right. I'm about to. Okay, everyone, okay. be quiet. Okay. Stop. Okay, that seems to have done it. <laughs> um, he just starts barking for no reason. Like just... everything's fine, and he just starts barking, and then sets the other dogs off, and then I'm afraid someone's breaking in. <laughs> It's just horrible. Well, guys, uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by me and Riley just talking. Uh, yeah. This is a shoot the shit in its purest form. Shoot no the, plans. It's really true. Um, I told Riley I've got one bit that I don't know. We'll bring. I'll br- I'm definitely going to bring up. Don't know when it's going to happen. But cool, yeah. We, Kindred called me and she's like, how are you? And I was like, I'm so incredibly bored. I feel so weird. And she was like, me too. And I was like, oh, let's start recording. <laughs> It's just, it's just been a day, and it and by been a day I mean I genuinely haven't done anything besides lay in bed and watch YouTube. But oh my god! It, but like it, just it's like the world isn't real, and that's that's yeah. the best way I can describe it at this point. It's I can't, I don't know how we've like lined up in this way today, <laughs> but I feel exactly the same way. Like it's, I literally, I told you on the phone, I literally feel high. Like, yeah, I feel like I am not. I'm not, by the way. Yeah, right. But I feel like I I can't keep track of reality today. Yeah. And, like, Josh is working a lot right now, so I didn't Mm -hmm. see him literally all day yesterday from, I think he went in at 1130. Right. And then he didn't get home until about 11. No breaks in between. I didn't see him. Mm -hmm. And then today he went in at 9, and I haven't seen him all day long. And I think, I even went to my friend's house last night, but, like, I can't, 
I really need him around. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't, like, think that about myself. Like, I always just planned to, like, live by myself and be a crazy old woman. But mm-hmm. when I, like, don't oh. interact, oh, my God, if you guys start barking again, <laughs> I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> if I don't, like, have someone else around to, like, remind me that I'm, oh, oh my God, <laughs> stop barking, <laughs> that I'm, like, a, a human being, mm-hmm. I just, like, forget. And then I yeah. just... They're just going to bark. I'm just going to... It's fine. I can't... It's, I can't stop it's, it. It's pretty dull. It'll be fine. Listeners really, can tune out. We're four minutes in. Guys, guys just... Guys, it's just... Leave. It's been a whole week of yeah. this dog, and it's, mostly it's been fine, but, uh, like... Scout! Jesus Christ. I hope I don't have to do that every just, three minutes. <laughs> it just... It makes for... It makes for good listening. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Who doesn't um, like to hear me just yeah, yell at a dog every three at a dog. Well, and I, too, um, I need humans to remind me that I'm human. Yeah. And I am in an interesting situation where I, and now, now we're getting into therapy territory, but I won't stay in it for long, I promise. No, let's get into it the whole time. But, but, um, where I'm in a house full of people who I love, they're my family, we'll get that straight, but they all have their own shit going on. Yeah. So, like, last night, I got home from work, and it had been a long week, and I wanted to, like, you know, connect with a human, and yeah. so I, you know, went to my went to my dad and was just extremely emotional, and I was like, I just want to go out to dinner with you, and Aww. then he said no, <gasps> and I ended up my what? I ended up Why? getting my mom to go with me because he's just busy but it just like it's really hard and it's like all oh I God. do is I'm think okay about... I'm not trying to interrupt you but these yeah. dogs are still barking and I just want to say it's gonna happen and I'm sorry I well, can't like stop this I can't hear them in my headphones right now so okay so it's probably so fine Mike I'm just gonna go, go mad over it yeah it's good it's just a slow descent into madness yeah <laughs> it's a all quick good. descent really it's all good I was just um have you ever taken the love language quiz? Um, I've taken it a couple times, but I always kind of feel like I must not take it right. <laughs> yeah. Why? What's your What's your result or your main result? Um, I don't. I don't remember. Mm. I feel like but... I always get like the gifts one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way I express love is not the same way that I like feel love. Right. Um, is that normal? Yeah, I th- I think it definitely is because, except in my case, <laughs> where I had never taken it before and I was bored and I had to do something and so well, <laughs> someone on one of my podcasts had been talking about it and I was like, fuck okay. it, I'll take this. Yeah. But um, my main one is quality time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, that's always my main one. Yeah, and then close close second is the gifts, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because I think that that's how I express love yeah which i which i know isn't how you know how everybody like wants to me to show love but like that's yeah i don't know that's it's interesting because i i do the same thing like if i want to let someone know that like i'm thinking about them or something i'll Mm -hmm. i'll either reach out to them like let's hang out let's talk or i'll like go get them a special little gift right but like uh, I get really uncomfortable if people give me gifts. Oh, interesting. Like, I don't know how to receive them because when I was really young, my mom 
told me to like never accept gifts from people because she said that like sometimes and I'm sure this just comes from her own stuff right (laughs) but like sometimes people will have ulterior motives and they'll give you gifts so you feel like you owe them something right and I've just really held on to that so like right well people give me gifts now I feel like I have to reciprocate in some way and then I feel really uncomfortable and I don't really know what to do yeah and I think it is interesting because there is that line and I think that there are people who are manipulative but also like I feel like um if we like if we lived closer to each other I feel like there. I always see things like, oh, Riley would love this. Just like small little things. And like, that's how, like, and, uh, but also, I I really enjoy that. Like, for me, a big one is um, if my family goes out to dinner, like, if they just, like, even ask me if I want something, like, that gesture to me means a lot. Because, you know, I'm probably at work. But um, what really sucks is that most of the time they just don't. And so what I'm trying to get at (laughs) is... Anyway. Anyway. No, no. What what do you mean what you're trying to get at is anyway? Finish your sentence. That's what I get from my dad right there. It's it's not finishing sentences. It's frustrating. (laughs) Anyway. I was like, Rob, hang on. Hang on. Finish what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is... Uh, family dynamics are very complicated and it's very yeah. difficult. Um, I find, especially with my parents, not the, not that we don't communicate soup, you know, well, mostly, but we really like haven't worked on our relationships. And I think lately I've really been noticing that if I want to keep a relationship, it just takes work and it just can't be mm. my side. <laughs> yeah. Which happens with my family members, I feel like. But that's really interesting to me because, like, I love my parents a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been great parents and right. all that jazz. Yeah. But, like, I don't really ever talk to my dad. It's, like, very rare and usually for advice, mm-hmm. um, which he doesn't seem to mind about. Maybe that's annoying, right. but he seems to always just, like, be a nice dad to give me advice. Yeah, and he has um, good advice to give. Yeah, and he's – I he's – probably the best dad ever yeah and then my mom will usually talk if she wants to talk like on right. her terms right but like i feel pretty and not i'm not that i'm like i hate talking to my mom <laughs> right i normally really enjoy it um mm-hmm. but i don't really feel like compelled to work on that relationship and mm. maybe that's because i'm married yeah i would i would say so that, that probably plays a role like, in it yeah, I'm like, whatever. Right. <laughs> They're married. They should work on their relationship. Right. But I don't know. Families are really weird. My brother called me last week, my mm-hmm. older brother. Um, I guess I can say his name. It's Tyson. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, and we we rarely talk, like, once yeah. every couple months. And he's, like, one of my favorite people ever. Right. I, we'll get, I'll finish this thought and then go on to a thought I just had. Okay. Um. But we ended up talking for, like, almost three hours, and it was this really awesome conversation, and I was so happy to have had it. Right. And then we hung up, and we didn't talk again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. we won't talk again until our next, like, three-hour phone call. Right. And I think... I know that I have an issue where I... I mean, it's pretty layered, mm-hmm. but I, I don't reach out to people, like, pretty much ever. Mm-hmm. I, like, wait for them to reach out to me. Right. And I don't... It's not a conscious thing. I'm not like, burr, 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 they can talk to me if they want to. Right. 
it's like I think it stems from this like deep uh self-worth issue where it's like Mm-hmm. People don't really want to talk to me, and I'm not going to bug them with me. If like, and it, then it's like, if they actually want to talk to me, then they'll take that step, and then I know that they actually want to talk to me, and that I'm not bugging them. And that was going to be my question: is what you feel? Because I've been trying to identify why I do that as well, and mm. it's the exact <laughs> yeah. my my self worth. <laughs> I've just put it so low that I yeah. think even with even with like friends who I'm closer with I'm like well I don't want to bother them even though like the thought of having someone reach out to me I'm like well heck yeah I would love to get a text from them but like the thought of me reaching out to anyone and I feel like this has really hindered me in all like um interpersonal relationships in my entire life Mm -hmm. um just the feeling of I need to make sure that they're gonna be okay and that I'm not like um when I was the and this doesn't seem connected but in my mind it is so I'll I'll try and relay (laughs) it but um at work um I have some bosses that are like my voice sounds really shaky I just want you to know like I'm not on the verge of tears for some reason I can just like feel my voice I feel shaking. like you sound you sound like subdued but I didn't think you sounded shaky you just sound I can like I can like feel it (laughs) <laughs> anyway so if anybody hears it shaking i'm not crying i promise i'll let you know when i'm crying but you'll know trust you'll me know, trust me um but my i have some bosses who get along really well with co-workers my age and a bit younger mm-hmm. like on a personal level like they'll joke around and they the particular girl I'm thinking of she hasn't been there I've been there a year she's only been there like six months ish Mm -hmm. but like she just gets along because she's just like she's very outgoing and she like (laughs) I don't know she it's it's just she's like socially like socially high uh, functioning (laughs) I don't know how else to say that it's exactly it you know but then I but when I interact with the same attorneys, I, I one, keep it professional, one, because it's a job, and I can do mm-hmm. that. But, like, I can't even – I can do small talk pretty well. That doesn't, like, pain me. But yeah. I don't know how to convey, like, I'm a like I'm a funny person, and, like, I don't really take things seriously, mm-hmm. <laughs> even in the workplace. But it's, like, people think that I do because I'm quiet. yeah. It's just, it's I could it's see weird. that. I can see you being perceived as, like, very serious. And I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. You're not. No. I don't know. It's really, I think social, like, situations are mm-hmm. really difficult. And I think yeah. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say mm-hmm. something and say that it relates to you as well. Okay. Um, Growing up. It was made very clear to me that mm-hmm. having boys interested in you was, like, super important. Yeah. And, like, if guys were interested in you, then you could know that you were, like, an interesting person. Valued. Or, Valued. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were of value. Right. That was, like, made very clear. Um, even though... Um, <laughs> it was tried to be like the opposite was tried to be made right. clear. The right. thing that was obvious was that message. Yes. Um, 
boys didn't give a shit about me and I didn't really give <laughs> a shit neither. about boys. Yeah. <laughs> and I like there was like always guys that I like had crushes on and stuff and they always right. had girlfriends and I we were always just friends and it was fine. Right. But I didn't really care about relationships mm-hmm. and then I like dubbed myself like uncapable of relationships right. in general. Right. And then it was, like, my friendship with you was just, like, this crazy fluke, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we got to a point where we were, like, so comfortable with each other that it was just, like, it doesn't become a normal social interaction anymore. No. No. It's more It's more of the familial thing. It is. Where... where- like, I, I'll come to you all the time if yeah. I have something going on oh, or course. if I'm, like, frustrated or whatever. I don't hesitate yeah. to, like, talk to you about it because I'm no. like, well, she likes me. <laughs> right, right. I've got no so doubts there. Right. Yeah, but, like, pretty much everybody else mm-hmm. other than you and Josh, literally. Right. I just, like, don't talk to first. They talk to me. And that's not I'm, – right. I don't even – I'm not trying to make a statement that I'm, like – cold or like no. too too good for that or whatever. No. I think I'm just like painfully I put myself so low on the totem pole of like worthiness in all mm-hmm. interactions. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I don't know if we've ever talked about this like actual self-worth thing, but yeah. Just mine is so low, so I'm very interested to hear that you <laughs> Yeah, and you it's too like, or why? down there. I don't know because it's 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 interesting because, like, I obviously don't perceive you at the bottom of the totem pole, you know? Well, and the truth is, I don't even believe in a totem pole. Right. I'm not like, I'm better than that person, and they're better than me, and, and I'm right. better than that, and I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, like, yeah. hierarchy people like that. No, just, like, I'm just below everyone else. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think, I, I think it stems to the fact that, like... I mean, I don't know. This episode clearly is just going to get, like, real fucking real this yeah. time. Um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So if you're not here for this shit, like, go get listen out. to the Justin Timberlake one. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think... Ugh. I'm going to try to say this without, like, crying, but I just cry okay. about everything. It's okay. I have, like, always been such a disappointment to, like, certain individuals in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, completely not what they expected or wanted me to right. be. And at first, that was, like, devastating. Right. And I really struggled with that. And it, like, tore me up, and it's all I could think about. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to be who I want to be. Right. But when you do that, at least when I did that, yeah, I had to, at the same time, embrace this mentality of, like, outsider weirdo yeah. Like, outcast right. mentality. Right. Which is empowering in a way. Mm-hmm. And then in another way, it, it has fucked up all of my social interactions for all of my life. And also, I don't know how much of this just has to do with, like, literal just mental illness with, like, social right. anxiety and that kind of thing. Right. And how much of it has just, like, been curated throughout my life. I'm doing a yeah. lot of hand gestures you can't see right now. <laughs> Wish I could see them. <laughs> you can imagine. I... I um agree with all those points you made. And what brought what like you brought to mind uh, or when you said labeling yourself as an outsider, you know, in mm-hmm. whatever capacity that means. I know that I definitely experienced the same thing especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Um 
I had you and Linda, you know, and then like yeah. I was in choir and drama, but like I wasn't <laughs> like fuck those guys, yeah. you know, like I I wasn't like in any of those that sort of shit. But there was one girl in particular we went to high school with. And I later, I worked with her at the old folks' home, and her dad was a dentist and lived up on the hill. Uh-huh. And had, yeah. You know the I one? Know, I know she is, Good, yeah. good. A wonderful person. She's just, like, fantastic and, like, genuinely nice and beautiful, and, like, everybody loves her. But, like... Yeah, I, just because she's a good person. Just because she is. And <laughs> it was you know, confident. And, I, can, and it, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. And it sucks, but, like, I, did, I worked with her for a period at the old folks' home, and she was just, like... Even in that setting, which can be depressing, and I know that it affected me. Hello, Donnie's. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. They're going to keep happening. It's cool. But it's just, like, she... I I remember just almost, like, personally labeling myself as, well, I'm the exact opposite of her. Aww. And I'm like, so, like, I... And for some reason... I mean, she's just stuck with me. Is that? And it, yeah. Even even though today I I value myself like like my outside appearance, you know. Yeah. Like I like I'm confident there now, whereas in high school and even after I wasn't for a long time. Yeah. It's still like I'm not on that level socially, and that's really yeah. hard. And I think, like I said, like I don't know how much of that is like self manifestation, right? And how much of it is, like, just genuine, like... Right. Genuine. Genuine social anxiety. I hope for me, just for my sake, that a lot of it is self-manifestation, even though, you know, I know part of it isn't. But I hope a lot of it is so that I'm able to, you know, take steps towards helping myself Well, and I wonder, like... I I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't... I've never felt confident in social situations ever. Right. And, like, making any friend was always this, like, huge, like, putting myself out there kind of situation. It was, like, yeah. never an easy thing to do. Right. Um, But I wonder how much... I don't know. Like, to this day... Right. Leaving my house by myself to go do something in a social setting. Not, like, yeah. go get groceries or, like, run errands. Right. That's, like, right. whatever. But, like, going out to, like, a show or to a party or mm-hmm. whatever, like, by myself. Yeah. It's takes, impossible. It takes so much, like, preparation mentally. And, like, right. like, sometimes some of my dear friends I love so much will, like, spring on me hey let's go to a show tonight and I'm like I, right. I didn't have time to think about this all week I'm not prepared right yeah and I just can't and even if I like oh my god I'm sorry I don't know what is happening but the world is on fire and the dogs it's are barking. collapsing Ugh. anyways um like if I don't think about something if I don't mentally prepare yeah. for a social situation Literally for days, I can't handle it. And then even yep. sometimes when I do, it'll get to that moment, and I'm just like, you know what's easier? <laughs> yeah. Than, like, putting myself out there and having an anxiety attack for an hour and a half until I feel okay. Right. It's just and not I, doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I've, am the exact same way. I need that time to prepare. It sucks, though, because I, after after, if I do something like that... Um, not, I don't have too many chances out here just living with my parents, 
But um, when I do, you know, have to back out some, back out of something or I have to mentally prepare myself for a long time, I, I also start to feel a certain sense of, like, self-loathing because yeah. of, and this is our generation, but because on social media, this mm-hmm. sort of thing is so prevalent. And yeah. so it's like, I, it's like almost to me, like some sort of a meme where it's yeah. like, I just can't. I had. I didn't prepare. I see that a lot, and right. I hate that because it almost. I. I hate that maybe it's more normal than I'm making it out to be. Hmm. Which, I I can't. I I'm having I'm having a hard time putting it putting it into words. No, but. I think I know what you mean. It's like. It's like, yeah, so does everyone feel like this? Right. So then, what so the then fuck are we all bitching he, about? Well, and then it's like, what's wrong with me then? Why can't I just right. like. Right. get up and handle it and then yeah. I mean the truth is whenever I'm just like I'm just gonna do this even though like everything in me doesn't want to have to go through this I'm just gonna right. do it it's always fine and I always yeah. have a good time and I always yeah. enjoy it but it's like I don't know so for for all of like yesterday was a weird day mm-hmm mentally and then today has just been like a deep dive into the like recesses of my mind of just like (laughs) like (sighs) I can't even ennui is a good word but just like I woke up at like nine when Josh left for work I couldn't go back to sleep I didn't even try so I like took care of the dogs I got myself some food and then I was like well just watch YouTube while I eat because that's like what I usually do yeah. So I went to go turn on YouTube and the PlayStation didn't work. So then I had to troubleshoot that for a while and I figured that mm-hmm. out. And then I turned on YouTube and then I watched YouTube for longer than I'm going to even say. Right. And like, I wasn't even watching it. Like, it's just on. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like fucking around on my phone. Mm-hmm. Just like liter- literally 100% wasting time. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like in, still in my pajamas and I look like mm-hmm. shit. And oh, I'm like, me too. Like oh, how do me I? Too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, what should I do so I like feel not horrible about myself? Right. And I was like, okay, well, I could like go. I'll go out and do something. I'm like, okay, well, if I go out, that means I'm like gonna go buy stuff, and I don't really want to go buy stuff. Yep. So I'm, like, don't want to spend I'll, money. Yeah, I'm like, so I guess I'll just get dressed. So I like, I get dressed. So I like, put my hair up. Yeah. I, like, washed my face, and then I'm like, okay, now what should I do? And it's, like, this whole day has just been, like, huh, okay, what should I do now just to, like, waste more hours? Yeah. And, and it, not even, like, in that cute of a way, being, no. like, no. okay, well, what now? And it's and just, then, I hate when and, I feel like this. Yeah, and then for me, which literally the exact same feeling of, okay, what the fuck do I do now, yeah. is also because I'm not exactly sure what it is I'm feeling, I also feel like I'm on the verge of, like, a breakdown, but, yeah. like, not very close to it, but, like, I can see it. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want to go over there. It's How do I not? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out here as okay. well, just for us to acknowledge. Okay. okay. The past, like, five podcasts uh-huh. we've gotten done, we've stopped recording, and I've been like, man, we're so positive lately. <laughs> it's literally been that many. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we've been feeling so good. This is yeah. great. We used to talk about how sad we are, and we're just feeling so good. And then I was like, I'm sure something's on its way. Yeah, yeah. And it, hey, look. Here we are. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I ended up listening to, like, 
several episodes of Chris Gethard's podcast, mm-hmm. um, Beautiful Anonymous. Beautiful Anonymous, uh-huh. Which is so wonderful, and I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, but it's like, I don't even know what I would do today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that is almost like the most angering part for me. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I don't, there, I do have some friends in town, mm-hmm. but I don't really like, I don't know. I just don't ask people to hang out because that's like, that's my personality is like, they approach me and I don't know. Right. I should just be like, Hey, person that I know and like who lives five minutes away from me. Why don't we go do something? But then at the same time, I don't feel like seeing anybody. It's this, like, right. deep hole that just gets dug deeper and deeper where it's, like, right. I feel like shit. I'm wasting time. I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't want to, so then I feel bad. And I feel like right. I should see people. It'll make me feel better. But I feel like shit, and I don't want to, like, have to be up, you right. know, and oh, be, yeah. like, performative. And I yeah. think that's, like, I am i don't want people to think that I'm, like, disingenuous or, like, a fake person. Right. But certainly in social situations, um, I often feel performative. Right. And I think I can... that just comes from, like, trying to be a personable, enjoyable person. Right. <laughs> and make the other person yeah. have a good time. I feel like it's always on me to make the situation fun. And I think that stems from the fact that I think I'm, like, the lesser person in the relationship always. Right. Uh, me too. It just, it's just great. It's great. It's it's interesting to me because I really I usually try to approach things with um like an like an optimist ah now I'm okay words <laughs> to an in. optimistic nihilism mm-hmm. where you know nothing matters but that should. It usually gives me, uh, however small, some sort of sense of empowerment. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, I just have to go to work today, but in 10 years, this won't matter. Like, I right. need to do as good as I can, right. but, like, if I fuck up, like, it doesn't matter. I like, remember saying I'll... that about um, PE a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, and this, I, this won't matter in 10 years, it, right? It won't. And it doesn't. The time I cried and the gym teacher tried to make me do one push-up, Aww. it's cool. It's just totally fine. Um, <laughs> but, it do, and it doesn't matter In front of everybody, anymore. though. He was like, Kendra, he, come yeah. here in front of the whole class and do a push-up. And you're like, I can't. And he's like, do it. He's yeah. Like, How? <laughs> It's fine. It was just my delicate eighth grade brain. It's fine. fine. It's cool. You know, but I mean, that really doesn't matter to me anymore. Like even a little. Right. But, but anyway, so usually when I, when I feel this way, I usually try to say, well, it's cool. Like this will matter. Like time keeps passing. I'll figure out something to do at some point. But like right now, it's terrible. And I, I'm like, I can't, I don't even know what humans do. Right. I was thinking about that because, like, in my mindset now, I'm, like, Mm -hmm. exactly right there. Yeah. But I was thinking about this exact same thing from, like, the other side of it, like, a week ago. And I remember thinking about um, my mom would be, like, what do people even do with their time? Because she, like, suddenly found herself basically like with an empty nest and no yeah. job and her husband yeah. works like 13 hours a day right and being like what do people even do yeah. and I remember thinking like a week ago like oh so silly people I got so much to do and then right. it's like it, we've happened upon this <laughs> random Saturday 
where I have nothing to do. And, and, yeah. and that's not even, here's the truth, is if I have a lot going on, I get a lot of shit done. Right. And then if I don't have a lot going on and there's things I should be doing, like, oh, I don't know, my fucking taxes that I just it's put off every fine. weekend. It's like, it's like, why didn't I just sit down and edit the podcast today? Right. Like, I had so much time. Right. And I was like, uh, yeah. I don't want to. And then I was like, I know. Why don't you just get started on the taxes? And the reason I'm not doing that is because I'm fucking anxious about taxes. And yeah. I always put it off because it stresses me out. Yeah. But it's just like, there are lots of things to do. Like, earlier this week, my work was canceled. We had a snow day. And mm-hmm. I I made myself, like, a very full day of things. Right. And, and like, mo- not most of that day, but a big chunk of that day, I was just, like, home alone. And mm-hmm. I, like, worked on this painting that I've been working on for a couple of years. And I just, like... You know what I mean? I, like, did shit. I, like, cleaned the house and blah, 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 blah. And I, like, felt good about it. And then it's, like, today, I just, like, don't do anything. And I feel horrible about it. And then I'm trying to, like, grapple with, like, what can I do? I even, like, texted Josh. And I was, like, is there any, like, errands you want me to run or things to get done around the house? And he's, like, no, we'll handle it tomorrow. And I was just, like, okay, see you later. (laughs) Cool. That's fine, I guess. I just, like, days like today. Yeah. The, like, pointlessness of human life really, mm-hmm. really gets to me. It's it's painful. I've got, last weekend, I did I did really good, um, kind of just filling up all weekend. I was like, I'm not going to just sit around. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I ran a bunch of errands, and I started working on a quilt for myself that I've been literally meaning to make for years. Oh, and I, like, got a bunch of, I got, like, I, it's made from old t-shirts. So, like, I mm-hmm. got, I cut everything out, I put the interfacing on the back, and then I bought a mat and I did so many things and then I was like next weekend I'll cut them to size and then I haven't wanted to and I wonder (laughs) like it's like why why don't I I just do these things and I wonder if it's like is it just depression yeah and I don't want to just like blame everything on mental illnesses but I also want to acknowledge that they like you know impact my life yeah so it's like is it just go ahead in, in small ways. Yeah. Just even like that, where it's like, I can just, I could, you know, put on my headphones, just stand at the table with a rotary cutter and like watch Netflix. Yeah, that but would be no, so nice. I'm just going to lay in my bed and watch crap on YouTube that I don't even care about because right. I've watched everything I want to watch. Like, um, watch Veronica Mars. Just so I, I will get there. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I think part of it, is yeah depression which i like thank god i'm doing a lot better with in my adulthood yeah Yeah. um past like age 20 i've i've had a much easier go with it than i did like getting to that point in my life your phone is cutting out oh no i mean as long as your mic is getting it but i missed that last sentence oh i just said i'm less depressed than i used to be okay can you hear me gotcha yeah i can hear you now um and then I th- I also think like part of here I'll, I'll, I'll I feel like the charger fucks it up sometimes I'll unplug okay. the charger okay um I feel like part of it as well is like both you and I work at jobs that like aren't exactly our favorite thing no and it's not no. I mean I my job is fine it's um, and you know and they pay me a decent amount so it's right like, eh. but like I spend a lot of time. At this place that, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. I I yeah. think most people don't love their job, and I no. I feel like I complain about mine way more than I should, especially with how cushy my schedule is. Right. But, yeah, me too. But like I yeah, like I interact with people all day long, mm-hmm. and I have to like put this face on all day long, whether right. I want to or not. Like I mean, literally, we have right. like we have trainings about how we're on stage and shit like that. Like you right. need to like be performing. Right. And that's like personally really hard for me and I'm yeah I think for some people that comes really easily some people are just like happy to be around people and smiling chatting right and for me that like takes a real palpable toll right and I think sometimes I mean a lot of the time like I get home Mm -hmm. from work and I just like can't be bothered to get anything else done like no. I literally just like I no. come home like I it's I feel good about myself if I actually make a dinner and don't just like yeah. eat up leftovers or like eat frozen pizza yeah but like if I can get home make dinner and eat dinner like I'm out for the rest of the night like down for the count like oh yeah there's a few there's like a jazz night every Tuesday here and I have a friend who mm-hmm. like consistently will invite me to that and consistently I'm just like I can't like I just cannot yeah <laughs> like, not on a Tuesday are you kidding yeah. me <laughs> I'm like, I have to be at work at 6 30 in the morning tomorrow right. like, I cannot just like go out and talk to people like I just cannot do yeah. it no and I as much as like I want to and mm-hmm. I, I just think sometimes that catches up to me and I'm like just halted in my tracks of just like exhaustion from the day in day out bullshit of just like a normal job which I is ridiculous because it's like my dad works his ass off and has you know for like 30 years yeah plus every fucking day he wakes up at 5 a.m every day to go to the gym it's crazy then he goes to his job for like literally 13 or 14 hours Monday through Friday and he still has time to, like, have hobbies and a life, and he's, like, really involved with his church and all these other things. Right. And I'm over here just, like, barely making it through my work day. Yeah. I it's, don't... I just don't know. It's weird. It makes me feel bad about myself. And it shouldn't, because, I mean, I think that's a... I think that's a good example of how mental illness affects the people. Yeah. Where, I mean, not to say that your dad doesn't have his things, but, you know, like, I feel like when I am not depressed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I can I can do more things right. sometimes, <laughs> other factors, but I mean, they'll, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> well, and I feel like he's also... He's crazy in his own way where he's just a right. workaholic and that's what makes him feel good. Right. But that's at least, like, that's a productive thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I for guess sure. There's so many layers to this. Like, yeah. we live in, like, a capitalistic society right. where, like, unless you're being productive, you're worthless. Right. We also live in, like, a heavily <laughs> social media-influenced generation yeah. where it's, like, unless you're doing shit and letting people know you're doing shit... You're like, what are you even doing with your life? I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. And I just like want to feel better. <laughs> and yeah. I just don't today. <laughs> I know. I mean, I hope, hopefully for both of us, it's just a, oh, man. a bad yeah. day. And sometimes yeah, I'm exactly. just like, oh, it's just a bad just day. A and then I feel better. Yeah. And it really, that sometimes that's how it is. And then yeah. other times it's the start of a whole thing. <laughs> but I know. I'm just hoping oh, it's my not. God. Let's just, let's just, just say it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um know. yeah. Well, 
we're 40 minutes in. We can are. I bring up my segment and then we can get back to this if we want to? <laughs> yeah, let's let's relieve our let's listeners with just... a quick break. <laughs> it's um, all right. So it's a book that I bought at Goodwill. Okay. I I've sent I sent you the cover of this, Riley, when I bought this. Um, it's the same trip when I bought my tarot cards. Okay. Okay. Long um, ago. But, yeah, a while ago. But I've never I read never read the synopsis or anything like in the cover. Okay. Um, and today I was like, oh, I should bring something to the podcast. What can I do? So it's this book, and it's called The Ghost of Ginny McBride. Mm-hmm. And it's it's obviously, it just looks so self-published. Okay? So just, like, I, I, I'll i say I'll post a picture, but I'll forget. So just, like, imagine. It's got... <laughs> Draw it's got your an, own picture and you post it. <laughs> it's, it's a picture of, like, a trail, and there's a guy in, a like, a John Wayne outfit on a horse and then behind you mean like a him, cowboy no you hang, you'll hang on and then there's a then there's a woman who is also dressed in some sort of period garb but she's a ghost and she's on a horse so i guess that's jenny mcbride okay okay so that's the front cover and i was like my dad made me buy it he's like you have to get it look at how stupid it is and i was like of course and you're like you're All not right. gonna take me to dinner in a few months <laughs> i know fuck off ever don't make me buy this book um okay but here's the back synopsis and at this it gets wild i've got some more points after this and you're gonna really like this okay okay i'm excited all right uh firstly it says usa 1895 so that's i feel really expensive for this shit um, what? Yeah. Nineteen dollars. Yeah. Right. For just garbage. Okay. So the ghost of Ginny McBride. Matt is convinced that Ginny is alive. <laughs> While attempting to join up with her lover Matt Jorgensen as he joins the Confederate cavalry, Ginny is hit by a musket ball from a Union rifle. She develops amnesia, losing all memory as to who and where she is. These are like Matt- so many details for a synopsis already. It it gets wild. Matt spends his military time trying to find her. When she returns to herself, she in turn tries to find Matt. We've got some really good, like, English going on. Oh my god, what? Yeah. (laughs) This story is the penultimate novel in the Brazos series, challenging the reader to demand more from the author. It is a (laughs) sci-fi... I don't know. What does that mean? I don't... I don't know. It's incredible. It is a sci-fi western adventure whereby Matt Jorgensen and Ginny McBride take the reader into a world beyond the worlds to keep their reader on the edge of their proverbial seat. The setting is post-Civil War, in which Ginny's ghost haunts Matt, and he can only sense that she is alive and searching for him as he is searching for her. It is Matt's... (laughs) I'm convinced that this is not a synopsis. This is a book report written by a seventh grader about this book. This is ridiculous. It's so good. It is Matt's spirit that keeps Ginny alive, wanting to find him and also to find her true self as well. Neither one can explain the phenomena that keeps them from giving up their search. They know deep in their souls that they must obey their instincts towards finding each other at all cost. Singular. What? What? (laughs) At all cost. What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It is a complete... 
complete story that also engulfs the Western folklore. The penultimate novel. It's a complete story. (laughs) It is a complete story that engulfs the Western folklore of Jesse James, Cole Younger, and Belle Star Shirley, revealing the true characters and their real-life experiences from Carthage, Missouri to Texas that made them legends. What? I don't know. The storyline gives Matt another chance to escape Ginny's ghosts ghost and love another while wealthy cotton mill heiress Ginny McBride becomes one of the first lady attorneys in America. Okay, what is going on? How many words long is this? <laughs> this, this is um, crazy. This, is this the whole book? It's right. It's almost over. We've got like four more sentences of the synopsis on the back of the book. Holy shit. I just wa- I just want to point out the phrase lady attorney. <laughs> it's it's so good. Okay. <laughs> it just it's like one of the first lady attorneys. <laughs> like not female. No. Or woman even. It's fine. Lady. It's, all right. All right. Uh, Ginny also has another chance to escape Matt's spirit and settle down to a family and successful career, yet neither one can escape the tether of fate that binds them to each other. So the is author- she dead or not? I don't know, and nothing clears it up. Okay. <laughs> the- well, the, the book author- will. You need to read it. <laughs> I know. The author takes us on another roller coaster ride that brings his first five books into a further perspective of our heroes. If you have traveled with the heroes through the first books, you will not want to miss out on this Brazos saga and what happens to each of them on their journey into this mysterious time warp. Yeah, I think that's kind of a given. If you've read all these stupid books, you're going to yeah. read this one as well. Okay, so that was the back of the book, and then it has a picture of the author. Um, his name is Ermel Walden Williamson, and oh let God. me read you his bio. Ronald Chevalier? Oh, God. Ronald Chevalier. Okay. Uh, Ermel Walden Williamson is a John Wayne lookalike, stage, and screen actor, having piled up a number of movies, television series, and stage plays to his repertoire to make him an even greater author. What? (laughs) By stepping into the shoes of each of his characters, he takes the readers into a world of adventure and mystery that makes the reader hunger for more. And just when one thinks he has the author figured out, he takes the readers to the edge of the precipice and leaves them dangling. Oh my Um, god. And then it has a picture of Ermol in his John Wayne getup. So he's the one on the front, and it looks like John Wayne, because he's a... (laughs) Wow, I like to imagine, yeah, that every book he writes, uh-huh, he also performs as a one man play in front of thousands <laughs> thousands and thousands of adoring uh, fans. loyal fans. Well, it gets stupider how or better really um, how? Well, I'd never cracked this book open. There's an inscription by Ermel Walden himself. Oh and it my says, God. you have a treasure trove on your hands, young lady. It says, to Marie, ride high in the spirit, little lady. And then he signed it John Wayne. And then underneath, he signed it Ermel Walden Williamson. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Ride high in the spirit, little lady, John Wayne. <laughs> I don't think you understand how much of there is to process with all of this. 
Holy shit. It, how, how do you think she, did she meet him at these plays I have just imagined happen? I like to think so. I and would... he was dressed as John Wayne and she's like, John, sign my John... book. And he's like, I'm not really John. But, but, oh no, this, this looks flawless. I would bet, I'm willing to bet that he signs every book John Wayne and then Irma Walden Williamson, which takes like 15 minutes does the book say it's by John Wayne and then in parentheses his real no, name? No, it doesn't, but it should have. Anyway, oh but that God. was that was in 2013, so that wasn't too long ago. What? Yeah. Um, That's a trip. Okay, now I've got a review. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> there's just a section of reviews before the book starts. And this oh one's short. God. It just says... It's it's really great. I hope it's re- it's really good. Like an Amazon one. Yeah, but it it doesn't like say anything. It's really incredible. Okay, it says, the ghost of Ginny McBride brings to light the search we all chart for ourselves. Although most people know what it is they seek, some don't even realize when they have found what they're looking for. Ermel Williamson weaves a delightful story that follows a cast of characters in their own personal searches. They didn't even read the book. No. And they couldn't, like, <laughs> they couldn't even, like, say anything, like, outright positive about it. No. It's, like, his granddaughter. And she's right. like, I really need a review. And she's like, all right. I think right. it's about us all charting our own paths or something. Right. Not knowing what we seek. If you can believe it, it gets better. Because here's oh the dedication. God. Hell yeah. Dedicated to my wife, Show partner and friend, Paula Erlene Williamson, quote unquote, America's yodeling sweetheart, whose tremendous drive, creative insights, and editing added dimension to this story. Oh my god. You cannot see me, but my mouth is agape. <laughs> it's, that's how I was. Okay, and there's one last section that I just, it's, holy it's, shit. It's, this it's is too much. This is too it's, much to handle. I know. <laughs> Just just one final, just the preface oh to the book. God. Okay. It's 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 one page, but I I'll try and it's just one page, so I'll try and get through it, but I read it previously and it's great. Okay. Oh, yeah. One word dominates a cowboy's life when he is seeking to resolve the disappearance of his loved one whom he was told was shot and killed. I'm Fate. already rolling my eyes. <laughs> already rolling my eyes. Because he refused to believe that she was dead, his obsession was to find her. <laughs> This is great. Oh my this God. one is so great. Fate is a, fate is that word which seemingly no one can describe, yet is one of the most powerful nouns in the English language. Oh my God! One may call it predestination or foreordainment or or simply plain old luck. But However, it's impossible to describe. Right. However, one calls it. The fact remains that it is However. real for anyone believing in and accepting it, just like the church. Matt Jorgensen oh believed God. it. So did Ginny McBride. It is told that when a soldier believed goes it, in, not believed in it. No, just believed it. I believed fate. <laughs> I believed fate. Uh, it is told that when a soldier goes into the battle, he probably enters it as a dead man, knowing that his chances of coming out alive are slim to none. Who, if he makes it, who says he, that? Oh my god. Okay, I'll stop interrupting, but this is it's all, not, like, it's, so hard to not just be like, are you fucking kidding? It's, it's just, it's stupid or even the second time through. Okay. If he makes it, he counts it as an act of God's mercy. When a coward goes into battle, he fears greatly for his life and puts his fellow man into constant danger. 
Whether the two statements are altruisms or are the makeup of a soldier who has faced one or many battles, it could be taken as altruisms as many a soldier or coward has come out of battle with scars, a soldier with a memory, and a coward with a hidden past. I don't know. I'm, like, physically in pain. Like, I, like, almost started hitting my head on the wall. The punctuation is non-existent. This is, like, oh, my God. This is so so painful it's it's i'm gonna like i'll have to send you screenshots because it's just insane oh i mean pictures screenshots okay it's almost done <laughs> screenshots sur- of this book <laughs> oh my god if a surviving soldier believed in the divine he or she would give the divine and divine is capitalized the glory <laughs> for his or her blessing whereas the coward would seek solace in the bowels of his weakened spirit <laughs> What the uh, did, fuck does that mean? <laughs> I missed that one the first time around. That's good. Uh, to many people, spirits are believed to be real, and in essence, they surround us. In this novel, the reader is invited to enter the spiritual or ethereal world with our hero and heroine for an enlightening experience that should be as entertaining as well as an enjoyable adventure. Oh my god. In, in this episode of Jenny McBride's life, she experienced the apex of her spiritual powers to be able to penetrate through space and time faster penetrate. than a thought. Always a good word. <laughs> and the final sentence to end the preface and my segment on this book. In the Bible, Jesus quoted <laughs> Jesus is quoted in John, the third chapter. The wind blows where it will, so it is with the spirit. And so it was with Ginny and Matt's unnatural experiences with one another while in search for each other. Okay, so is she dead? I'm, like, so confused about all of this. She's hit by a bullet, but she just uh-huh. has amnesia. But it's also a ghost, but it's also not. <laughs> and also, she's the first female attorney with a separate family. And he not moves on, female, too. Not female. Lady attorney. Lady attorney. Um, I don't, I, I'm willing to bet that it's some sort of, like she's thrown forward in time and he's thrown backward in time. Oh my God. And they can, they're looking for love with each other, but they can only like sense that they're there. Like okay, what was that well. movie? The lake house with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Oh, I don't think I ever saw that, but I, I never like s- them. They wrote each other right. letters. I never saw it either, but I know that like, he, Maybe she I was like, see it. I, actually, I I'm willing to bet you did too, but it was obviously super memorable. Yeah. Um, but I think, but anyway, so I bet once they're just trying to communicate through the annals of time, <laughs> the end. I have a feeling that that's way too um, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this book is like, just doesn't make sense the entire time. Because it, it's like none of those sentences made they, sense. They weren't, they were barely sentences. Yeah, it's I love just, it. But if you want to pay $19 for it, you can have a copy of your own. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit. I guess they're charging that because they're self-publishing. They're like, well, we got to make some money here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Maria didn't want one. She was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's like, um. <laughs> she's like, I'm giving this to Goodwill. Yeah, why? I wonder. I just wonder what right? happened. I think that's a good question. It's a very Most good question. Most things at Goodwill, I just assume the person died, which is probably not I think a good assumption. That's not, but also I think it could be true. <laughs> Yeah, so. I'm always like, oh, well, look like, how it just died. Oh, yeah. We just, we dropped off a bunch of shit at Goodwill, though, and we're still alive, oh, so. That's true. I but it was just clothes. Nice, it right. wasn't, like, weird books that were signed to me by John Wayne himself. Right. And, I mean, I'm in a 
never give this one to Goodwill until I'm dead because I need to have it on my bookshelf in my house when I have one one day. <laughs> I can't even Looks say it convincingly to myself. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's just. Yeah. <sighs> That was but, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I, I genuinely I, got a, a kick out of it. A real kick. I thought kick. you'd appreciate it, so. Oh, God. Well, we're 55 minutes. I mean, I think we did it. I know. I keep yawning. I've just, uh, I've had such a day of doing nothing. <laughs> We've both done so much. Oh, my God. I know. It's ridiculous. Ugh. I guess, I guess we should. I we guess should we should say go. goodbye. Oh, um, do we have a segment this episode? We do. It's the shortest one. If you'd like to do the honors of asking me a question, Kindred. Yes. Is yes. Doris Day alive? She still is. I haven't heard anything to say otherwise. So. <laughs> no talk around the water cooler. I mean, not that there would be, but I feel like. My mom would know, and then she'd tell me. Because my mom reads news, and I feel like it'd be on at least... No, okay. it'd be big news. Well, now I want to check. Okay. I, no, there's no... You're supposed there's, to be the authority on this, and you're not even sure. I'm 100% positive she's not dead. How about that? And Doris then you can check. Day. I'm going to Google Doris Day death and hopefully get, like, a conspiracy theory. Oh, that would be hella awesome. Um, well, I'm getting a picture of, like, a weird old man, but I guess she's still alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, we'd, it'd be, it'd be national news if, uh, I, if she I did mean, die. Kindred, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't No, know. she, no, it, it, rightly, you're, you're wrong if you think that it wouldn't hit, like, like, CNN will probably, their app. I used to have that app. It well, always she's me almost died. 94. She turns 94. <laughs> She turns 94 yeah. in, like, a week. Yeah. So, Why who knows? You, maybe she'll just die on her birthday. That? Wow, that would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Just like Shakespeare. Life cycle. Oh, God. <laughs> they think that's what happened with Shakespeare, but they don't oh. know, because nobody knows. It's just uh, a guess. Oh, Shakespeare. Well, Riley, do you want to do you want to give our famous closing catchphrase? Um, I'll think about it. Let okay. me see. Um, wow, really, really just can't remember it. You just Let's can't see. remember it, huh? Me neither. I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to come up with anything to talk about. Okay, here, here's a God pamphlet. Okay, give me a okay. second. All right. I have so many of these in here. All right. Oh my God. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just opened a random one. This is so good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I might no. read this whole pamphlet. Okay. Our famous closing catchphrase. Uh-huh. Michael Jackson's untimely death on June 25th, 2009 shocked the world. Hell yeah, it did. Where did Michael Jackson really go? Where does anyone go after they die? Do saints instantly soar to heaven while lost sinners plunge into hell? Is there a holding tank called purgatory? Do we slip in, into the spirit world to float around on the other side? What about reincarnation? Might we return as mice? Yes. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. We're all going to we'll be with you again when we're mice. When we meet again. Till we, we meet, meet again. again. God be with you. Hasta luego. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Out.